Welcome to the Talking Reef Podcast. We're going to be doing another video show for you this week, so uh, let's uh, move right in. This show is going to be about plumbing, uh, doing custom plumbing in your tank and setting up uh, all different types of uh, plumbing stuff. I'm going to go through some of the basics just to kind of give you an idea. I'm going to go through, it's kind of a hard topic for me to lay out and and go through the details of it. The reality is is when you're getting into working with PVC pipe and all that type of stuff, whatever you're trying to set up, it's it's going to be very customized to you uh, in your tank and your setup and exactly what you're doing, which, which made my job pretty difficult because there's not a whole lot that I could kind of build from start to finish and show you this is how you do it because uh, the details of those plans wouldn't probably wouldn't work for you uh, in the most depending on your setup you know like I said a lot of it's very customized depending on where your lines are going and all the different equipment you've got set up so what I'm going to do is go through some basics regarding uh, PVC pipe the different types of couplers joints uh, valves and all that type of stuff cutting the PVC priming and gluing uh, that sort of stuff that should be enough to get you started working with it and I'll kind of take you through some of the the stuff that I've done to get prepped for doing my work that I've done here. So with that said, uh, let's move right into the next part where I'm going to show you various different tools, uh, you know, cutters and show you the pipe and a lot of the different pieces that are used when doing uh, your at-home do-it-yourself plumbing. So let's move right on to that part. Okay, and at this point we're going to go and write, I'm going to show you a lot of the different pieces and tools and different stuff that we're going to use. Uh, for starters, we're going to start off with just the basics, your PVC pipe, uh, various different sizes, uh, quarter inch, half inch, three quarter inch, one inch, one and a quarter. Those are the most commonly used uh, pipes when, when doing your aquarium. This is a piece of uh, one inch uh, inner diameter pipe. Uh, those are usually connected using various different components. Uh, we'll start with uh, the one everybody should probably recognize. We just got a standard 90 degree elbow. Uh, there's these types of elbows and there's another type that's got doesn't have as hard of a turn. It's more curved and rounded. Uh, I don't have any of those here, but just an example. Another common piece that you're going to use, and these come in handy an awful lot. This is, looks like a PVC. PVC pipe, but it's actually uh, what's called a coupler. And what these are used for is essentially joining two pieces of PVC pipe together. Okay. Now these come in handy in a lot of different places. Now if you've got uh, your, the pipe you're working with just isn't long enough, you need to make it longer, you made a cut, you cut it too short, uh, you, have, you put and glued everything together and you realize that you did something wrong these couplers can come in uh, in handy a lot there because uh, then you can make a cut and then put this coupler in the place where you cut after you fixed your mistake and then both your pipes will go right into the ends and then you can glue this back in place. So that, that's your coupler. They come in all different sizes. <clears throat> the next thing that we're going to talk about is a, uh, this is called a reducer and these are commonly used to take uh, a piece of PVC pipe like this one which is one inch, put it on the end there, and then you can reduce it down to three quarter inch. You see how it works there. And I'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute and why you would do that or why you might want to do that. 
uh, but that's a standard one inch to three quarter inch coupler, or uh, I'm sorry, reducer, uh, and they come in pretty much any size working the way down. The next part, uh, this is just an example of a piece that I had. Uh, on the end here, uh, we have a spot for one and a quarter inch PVC pipe that would go right into this end. You'd glue it in here and then threads on this side. Uh, again, I'm sure you can probably, you know, depending on the types of pumps, you might not go this big, but there's a lot of different places, especially when working with like mag pumps and various different skimmers. There's places where you can actually use these threads. So just uh, thought I'd mention that one. Uh, another common thing that you might be using is if you use any type of vinyl, uh, just clear vinyl tubing, very common. Most local fish stores will have it, uh, but you can actually use uh, one of these, which is a barbed end, that's where your vinyl tubing is going to go over and then you've got your threads on this side. You can also, I don't have any of them here, but you can also get essentially this button reverse where you've got the male ended threads. You can get the opposite where you'd have female ended threads and then you could screw something like this into it to join up a vinyl tube to hardware or hardline PVC pipe. So the next things I'm going to talk about, those are kind of the basics when you're dealing with it. Uh, your next most basic piece is a ball valve. Uh, these are used generally, I mean pretty self-explanatory, to uh, open and close your lines. you got your ball inside there, I'm sure we're not going to see very well, but as you turn the knob it's going to open and close. Self-explanatory I think. The next piece that we're going to talk about, or show you, is a standard coupler. Now, uh, I'm sorry, not a coupler, a union. So what, what these unions are used for is similar to a coupler, where you're going to take two pieces of PVC that are the same size already. Uh, in this case, we're working with one inch. So we're going to put the union on both sides, just like that. Now, the nice thing about these unions, and what they essentially allow you to do is unscrew these, and now you can separate these at any point in the future. And depending on what you're doing, it's good to have joints in your system where you can disconnect them and take them apart. Um, that's essentially how these work. Um, what you have is a rubber gasket inside here. This end just threads on, it creates a watertight seal. Uh, this end would be glued, this end would be glued. Uh, and then you, can, you have a disconnect point where you can safely disconnect it uh, if you have to do any cleaning, repairs, moving, whatever. So that's your standard union. Now let's kind of take it back a second and bring, we'll take it forward and bring those two together and we're going to show you this. Now this is essentially the last two items I showed you all in one. You've got your PVC fittings going to the end, you've got a ball valve to open and close it, and then on the other end you've got a union. And essentially, like I showed you before, exact same thing, all into one piece. Now these do get a little bit more expensive, but they are very convenient uh, because you're usually going to need both components. You're going to need the union and you're going to need the ball valve. So if you can get your hands on these, um, most hardware stores, Lowe's, Home Depot, so on and so forth, you'll find these uh, very good to have. The next piece that I'm going to talk about is cutting the actual PVC. Now these are actually cutters that are designed for PVC pipe. 
to kind of ratchet and close in on the PVC. You can also use saws, uh, various band saws, depending on the equipment that you have. You can usually pick these up very cheap. Uh, I think I got these ones for about $10 when I bought them. Uh, the only downside using something like this versus using a saw or a table saw or a band saw or something like that is your cut is not going to be as straight. Uh, so here's an example of a piece that was cut and I don't know how well it's going to show but the you can see it kind of cuts on an angle. What I'll do is I'll do an example cut here for you. Um, when you get them you're going to you'll, you'll pull the ends all the way open. You'll place your PVC pipe right inside. I'm sure this is all very self-explanatory but we're going to show you anyways and we're going to go through the ratcheting and you'll see exactly what happens. And before I finish the cut, you're gonna, you should be able to see what's going to happen is you're starting to get uh, angled in here. I don't know how well it's, gonna sh it's showing up, but this, this blade gets angled a little bit. And when you're done, what you have is not a perfect, perfectly straight cut. You can see it's kind of rounded or, you know, not, not level. Now that's not a huge deal uh, because essentially you'll still be able to put it in here because what's going to happen is these ends are going to sink. Uh, about a half or three quarters of an inch all the way inside there. So it's not going to make a huge deal, but it's something to be aware of when you are doing your cutting and your fitting. It's very important when you're using something like that that you actually dry fit all the way in. And I'll get into that a little bit more in a minute. Now, the last two components that I'm going to mention is the purple stuff. Yes, that's a technical term, purple stuff. Um, this is actually the purple primer. Uh, if you've seen other people's setups, I'm sure you've seen the purple drips on the pipe. That's the primer that's used there. It's actually used to prep. And then you've got your actual PVC cement. And that's what you're actually going to use to cement or glue the pipes together. So that's kind of a, a rundown. The last thing that we're going to use in this demo is a drill uh, with your, you know, just a standard drill bit on it. That'll cut through the PVC. Um, and I'll show you where that's used in just a little bit. So again, that's your rundown of the standard components that we're going to be using. And at this point, I'm going to show you the little project or the component of the project that I'm going to share with you guys and why I chose that one. Okay, so what we're going to show you now is the little piece of the part of my project that I'm working on. And this is actually going to be my return line into my tank from the new refugium slash sump that I'm setting up right now. Uh, just to kind of give you an idea. We're going to have the water return is going to come into here. It's going to travel through these two pipes. It's going to go up these two pipes past two ball valves, which means I can control the flow or close them off completely. Up all the way to the top. This is what's actually going to sit over the tank. So this is going to be outside the tank. The tank wall will be here. And then these will be inside the tank. We're going to have a series of holes drilled all the way down the side. And what's not on here yet that I haven't done yet, because uh, I don't have the part yet, but there's actually going to be a PVC uh, end cap that is just basically, it's going to sit on here, it'll be glued, and it'll seal off the pipe. Now, the reason I chose this is because uh, pretty much no matter what type of plumbing or setup you're going to be doing, you're going to be doing a return line in some way, shape, or form, depending on your system. Now, if you do have a reef-ready tank, then the chances are that you'll probably have a lot of this stuff already in there because you can plumb it right up through that and it goes and you've got the spouts already in there so you don't have to deal with it. But 
uh, for most of us who do not have, uh, for, well for all of us that don't have reef ready tanks and that are doing some kind of plumbing, you'll have to do this. Now, the other reason I chose this is uh, other than doing your return line, they're also very helpful in understanding this idea when you're doing a type of closed loop system or a manifold system or anything like that. Uh, these concepts are going to apply there too. Uh, that's pretty much what this is going to look like. Um, I mean, uh, of course, it's all customized, so it can vary, you know, in any way that you so choose. Uh, but basically, I'm just going to, you know, quit rambling about that and let's get into doing this. Now, I didn't want to bore you with all the measuring and cutting, so I've got all of this already measured out, cutted, or cut, fit, everything's sized up and ready to go. Um, starting at the bottom here, I've got a half inch, I'm sorry, this is a one inch T that breaks down into three quarter here. So this side is one inch, this side is one inch, and this reduces to three quarter inch. This one over here, one inch pipe, here's a one inch elbow. This is one of the elbows that I was talking about that doesn't, that has a smoother curve to it, so it's less restrictive on the flow. We're going up to a piece of one inch pipe, and here's one of the reducers that I had mentioned. We're gonna reduce from the one inch to three quarter. If you remember over here, I did it with the T. Over here on the elbow, I'm doing it with a reducer. Then we're gonna go right into the ball valve. Then we're going back up into half inch pipe. I'm sorry, three quarter inch pipe. Elbow, three quarter, elbow, three quarter, reducer to half inch. Now we are actually down at half inch, even though I've said it three times already. So then this is a half inch pipe, or elbow, and then this is the half inch pipe that we'll drill and we'll put an end cap on it. Uh, essentially, the exact duplicate over here. Uh, now, I put everything together. I've already cut it to fit. I've dry fit on the tank, set it on there, made sure everything fit right. Now, some of the important things to know when you're doing this type of thing is there is some play in these. So when you put these together, they'll fit and they'll go in so far snugly. But you have to remember that when you're doing your dry fit, that you push them all the way in as hard as you can. Because what's going to happen when you do your, you get your glue and stuff like that on there, it's actually going to start melting the surface and it creates that bond and cements it together. And it will actually, even though it's snug now, it's going to slide in real easily later, you know, when you're actually doing it. And what will happen is if you don't have it perfectly fit and stuff like that, you're going to find out that your lengths have changed and other components that are meant to match up to these components might not fit. So when you're doing your measuring and your dry fitting, make sure everything is pushed in as tight as it can, and then you'll be ready for to move on to the next step. Just kind of a, a, a precaution to make sure you don't have to redo all the plumbing. Now the next part, when you're actually done dry fitting, like we are here, is we're going to go through and use a regular standard permanent black magic marker. And what you can see on here is we're going to essentially mark all the points so that when we're gluing them they'll line back up. Now in a situation like we're talking about here, this is more of just an example for you so you can see it, it's not very important because the you can twist and turn these any way, it's still going to go up. Now what might be a little bit more important is when you're dealing with an angle change. Okay, so now I know it makes sense when it's all on here, but if I were to have all this apart,
okay and I have let's say I glued this part into here now let's say that that's glued here it's important to know which way does this end thing go now having the, the little tick mark on there so you can line those up makes it really easy to do that so at this point I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to start breaking this stuff down we've got all of our little tip, tick marks on there where they count and we're going to go ahead and go through some of the, the prepping and the gluing part. Okay, so I'm going to start. Uh, I usually prefer to do them section by section when I'm doing my gluing and all that stuff. So I'm going to start with this section, which as you can see, uh, I'm sure you're familiar now, uh, this is one of the ends. And what I'm actually going to do is just start breaking it apart. And I'm going to do the gluing on this series right here, and that's what I'm going to show you right now. Uh, then I'll do the rest of the gluing and we'll show, you know, just so you can kind of get an idea on how we do it. So, as I mentioned before, I'm going to break the components down. Get them ready for gluing. Move the camera in so you can see. And we'll go from there. Okay, so let's start by gluing all three of these pieces together. We'll pull off the ends. get them ready. Now it's important to remember also we're gonna okay we're gonna well we're gonna start with the purple stuff the purple primer. This stuff stains anything it will touch your skin any materials you're working on. Uh, I, I've got some some paper towel laid down to kinda you know protect that uh, but it will stain everything so make sure you're very careful with this stuff and it smells horrible uh, it's not good to breathe in, so make sure it's used in a well-ventilated area. So we've got that ready. Now, what we're essentially going to do is make sure all of our ends are wiped off and clean. Um, I've got dogs, as I'm sure most of you know, so dog hair tends to get into everything. Um, but then we're just going to go ahead and start priming this stuff. And we're just going to take the brush that comes right on it. And it's just going to go right in there like that. Then we'll set that aside. We're going to do the other pieces. Now here's a standard pipe. Same thing here. This stuff dries pretty quick, so what I usually do is I'll let the end dry. Like that. And then this one's already about dry, so I can move right on to the other side. Same thing here. So now we have all of our pieces primed and ready to be glued. Now you have to wait for the primer to dry. 
So we're going to go ahead and give this a couple minutes. It, this stuff dries pretty quick. Most of it's already dried to the touch already, but um, I usually give it a couple minutes before I actually start using it. So we're going to give it a couple minutes and we'll be right back. So let's start. Okay, now that we have the parts all primed, dried, ready to go, nice and dry to the touch, we don't have to worry about anything there. Let's go ahead and move on to the next part, which is using the cement. This is very simple. It's actually the exact same concept that we have with the primer. Take our little brush out. Get some of that off there so it doesn't drip all over the place. Now when you're doing the glue, this stuff sets very, very fast. So do your two pieces at a time. So I'm going to start with this. Run my glue all the way around it. Set that off to the side. Quickly do my next piece. Set the brush. To do two glue points now. Again, it doesn't really matter so much here, but you see the little black dots. We're going to make sure that lines up. When you do these, you want to put it in so that you get a little turn at the end. And we're going to put it all the way in. Now it's important to hold hold it tight once you put those in there because when you use this glue and all that stuff what will happen is if you were to let go of it it'll start to slide back out and the problem comes in with the stuff that sets so fast if you don't hold it in there it could pop back out and it could set uh, before you have it in the right position so quickly get it into the right position and hold it for about 20-30 seconds and then when you let go it's already good and tight doesn't even come off, won't twist up, we're good. So we're going to do the next part. Get inside here. And on this one. Again, our two lines, not that it matters at this point, but we'll push that in there, twist, there we go, we're going to hold it there, Again, good, nice, tight seal. And that's essentially all you need to do to start gluing your pieces together. Um, I've already prepped and primed a lot of the other pieces while we took the break, letting for those to dry. So I'm going to go through and I'm going to glue up the rest of the pieces here so we can get the whole unit together. And then we'll move on to the last step that I'm going to show you in this exercise. And we'll wrap it up. So we'll be back in a couple minutes once I get all this glued back together. Okay, so I've completed gluing all these pieces. Uh, I haven't joined both of these returns together with the, the large pipe at the end. So I've got one more piece that I want to show you. This is the actually intake. This fits inside here. And this was essentially what sits over the side of the tank. And this is the part that's in the tank. Let's pull that apart there. 
The next part that we're going to go through is actually drilling this. Because uh, as I mentioned earlier, I'm going to place a PVC end cap over here. I don't have it tonight to actually go through and show, you know, have that on there and stuff. But we can still drill and I can show you how that all works. So let's get these uh, ready to drill. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to get my tape measure. We've got our pieces. We've got the drill. Now you can use... The size is pretty much up to you depending on how forceful you want the flow to come out of these. The smaller the holes, the harder the water is going to come out. Uh, I would say you want about an eighth of an inch, maybe a little bit larger, a little bit smaller depending on how, how forceful you want the water to come out. Uh, keeping in mind if you've got maybe somewhat lower pressure coming to these, then you might want a little bit smaller hole to kind of boost that and it'll help shoot the water a little bit farther. Uh, this next part we want to do is, is get these put together so we know which, where we're going to drill. Now if we remember, this is how they're going to sit in the tank. Actually, I got it backwards. They're going to sit like this. Okay, which makes this side the front and the bottom, which is where I'm going to be drilling. The front and the bottom. So it's a good thing we did that because I had these laying down backwards. Flip those around. And now I've got my tape measure. Now, this is not a required piece, but I'm going to do it just because I like consistency. I'm going to lay that down there. Again, we've got our front, and the bottom will be down here. Right now, we're going to drill the front holes. And what this allows me to do is I'm sure you can't see it on there, but I'm going to be able to drill at, say, every inch or every two inches and that's what I'm going to do in this case I'm going to drill every two inches here and then the opposing two inches along the bottom so I'm going to grab my marker and mark off some points We're keeping in mind that with the end cap on here, I'm going to lose a little bit of space at the end. And essentially, this is what we have. Got my markings. And what I did is I'm, I'm actually got them a little bit down the center. Uh, it's not perfectly in the middle. It's a little bit below. So what I'm going to actually shoot for is I want, I want to have the water as it comes through the pipe here. Let's look at it this way. Instead of the water shooting straight out, I got them marked a little bit below, and I'm going to drill them on a little bit of an angle. So the, instead of the water shooting straight out, it's going to shoot a little bit down. So we got those marked there. And the next part is I'm going to actually mark some holes along the bottom. Now, because of the way that my tank is, I've got very little flow. Uh, along the entire back of the tank so that's why I'm deciding to do it this way. Mark my holes same way. Opposite of what I did the other ones. And I'm going to add another one right at this end here. I want to make sure I have enough 
So that's pretty much it for that. Essentially, I'm going to do the pretty much the exact same thing on this one, but I don't need to show you it twice. I'll show you it once, and if you want to see it again, you can rewind it. So the next part, so we're going to take our drill. I'm going to drill these holes. Now, as I mentioned, we need to be cautious of which way these are going to sit in there. Now, these ones are going to sit in there in the tank like this. The water is going to go out this way. So I want to make sure that I'm drilling my holes on the right, the right way. Now for me, I'm going to have them on an angle slightly because I want the water to come out more on a downward angle. There's one. We're just going to go right down through these and I'll drill all these holes. Now I've got all the holes drilled in here. You can see them. Uh, I had my marks on the bottom a little off center so I didn't drill right on the marks. But you can see all the nice pretty little holes we have there. Now the important thing to remember here is if you don't have enough holes, don't worry about it. Because you can always take it back out and drill more holes if you find out that you need more. So it's better to drill less in the beginning and add them as you need than to drill too many and realize that you know you've got too many holes in it. But at that point you're in trouble because you can't easily fill those holes. So to kind of close that up a little bit this piece is going to go into here and then we've got our holes. Now one thing that I do have a tendency to do and because we don't have a whole lot of pressure running through these lines when I'm done here, I actually am probably not going to glue these last two points. They will hold, I'll press them together, they'll have a, a nice snug pressure fitting, they'll just hold there. And what that's going to allow me to do is while this is in the tank, if I decide for any reason I want to swivel it, I'll have the option to do so. Now this doesn't apply so much as in this type of situation. But if I actually had a nozzle on the end here, then we could do that. Which brings up a good point, something I have not mentioned yet. As opposed to doing this, where we've got the pipe running out into, uh, this is what's called a spray bar. Instead of using a spray bar, if you need to make a nozzle on the end, we can do that. A lot of people you'll see will just leave the open 90 degree. You don't have to do that. You can actually create a nozzle and it'll spray better. You'll get more pressure inside there. This is actually very easy to do. What you'll do is depending on the size of the 90 that you have and the piece that you're going to be going in there, so we've got our basically our return, just like this, we would have a small piece come out of here. You want a nice clean cut on the end, that is important, so you might not want to opt for these PVC cutters, you might want to use some kind of saw. So you have a clean cut coming out of here, you want to give yourself about an inch, maybe a little bit more worth of room. And then you're going to have your piece 
let's say the diameter of this is not not correct but essentially you'd have a small piece like this this or short piece and then what you can actually do is take this PVC pipe and you're going to set it on a tray and put it in your oven and you're going to heat it up about 400 degrees then you're going to put this in there for only a couple minutes you put it in there too long it's going to just it's going to turn brown and it's going to melt into a little pile of slime so once you get it hot it's actually going to be extremely pliable and then what you can do is you can use vice grips of players of some kind and pinch it into a nozzle and all you have to do is you know take it out of there hold it in that form for a little bit run it under some cold water and it'll harden right back up and you can use that to quickly and easily make some nozzles so it's a good little trick um, I'll see if I can get you an example I'll show you some nozzles that I've done okay and here's actually one of the nozzles out of my tank so you can get an idea of exactly how that works again we've got our 90 degree angle here coming into a nozzle this one is on an angle here so it's just the way it's going to spring to the tank uh, but as you can see it's essentially this is exactly what I used as I took on here and crimped the end just like that squeeze that nice and tight now what helps is if you've got a piece of a small piece of wood cardboard something that you can put in there to act as a spacer that way you can keep there's some light you can keep that that slot in there you know a nice even size um, when I did mine I actually used a piece of a door shim when you're like fitting doors I took a little piece of wood got it to the width that I wanted put it inside of there clamped on it with the vice grips and ran it under cold water and there's my nozzle that's how those work so that's a nozzle for you um, nozzles, spray bars, all can be done at home. You don't have to buy any special parts. And that pretty much covers it, I think. So that wraps up uh, this video podcast that we've done. I uh, hope you've uh, hope it's helped you out in your your do-it-yourself projects that you're going to be doing with plumbing or anything like that. Uh, again, I'm giving you a list of products and went through the basics on on how to glue the stuff together. Uh, it's very important that when you go do go through these that you dry fit everything. Don't assume anything. Uh, make sure that when you're lining your stuff up that everything fits perfectly and then use your marker and mark every component even if you don't think you need to mark it. Uh, just be very careful because once you put those pieces together with the glue you've got about five seconds and they're, they're solid. You're not getting them back apart. The only way to fix any of the mistakes is to uh, actually cut them and put in a coupler. Now, that may not sound like a big deal, um, but if you really screw something up, you know, some of these pieces, like these larger uh, couplers, uh, unions, ball, uh, ball valves and unions, I mean, these things can run you 10, 15 bucks a piece. Now, most of the other pieces, when you're dealing with the PVC pipe and stuff like that, they're very cheap. You know, my most expensive one when dealing with the pipe is, I mean, you can buy, you buy them in 10 foot sections that's the cheapest way to do it. Don't buy this stuff by the foot. Go to your hardware store, get a 10 foot section. The biggest pipe I bought was one and a quarter inch and a 10 foot section of one and a quarter inch PVC pipe ran me like six dollars. And that 10 feet goes a long way. So, you know, buy it in bulk. Your little elbows and couplers and all that stuff will run you up 
30, 40, 50, 60 cents uh, a piece. So uh, it's a good idea to go through, diagram everything out, measure everything out, get the pieces, uh, just be aware that when you start these, unless you are an expert uh, with doing pipe and plumbing, you're going to make probably 30 trips to the hardware store. And <laughs> that's just the way it is. So um, that's that's going to wrap up the this, this show. I hope I helped you out. Uh, any questions and comments, uh, you can send them to podcast at talkingreef.com. Make sure you head over to the website, post any questions, comments, or feedback there on the website in the forums. And that can be found at www.talkingreef.com. Uh, again, my name is Rob Weatherly, and this has been the Talking Reef Podcast.